The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on WinBet, we have everything that you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, November 7th. Every team in action here tonight in the NBA. A little early Christmas gift for us NBA fans, uh, as every team is in action. I know they'll have the day off tomorrow, but here to talk about all 15 games in the association tonight. And joining me on this Monday episode to break down the 15 games, you guys know him as a superstar of the show, the villain. It's Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, what's going on, my man? How you doing? <sighs> Death, taxes, Clippers team total under. We need to start a list. All things, all things that are just for certain in life. Death, <laughs> taxes, and the Clippers team total under. 10 and 0. 10 and 0 is the Clippers team total under this season. You're up 10 units. 10 units if you faded the Clippers team total every game this season. And we're just going to keep it going. We're just going to keep going. Like, we're on a heater. There's no reason to stop now. We're up this much. We're up this, even if you're not up 10 units. Say that you got in when we talked about it when it was at six. You're up four units. Like, come on. This is this is it right here. Just keep it going. Trend number one, check. <laughs> 100%, man. Look, we can't cannot fade a trend that is 10-0 on the season. Again, they are on a back-to-back. So who knows? Paul George might not be going tonight, but who cares? If it, I don't think it matters. We already know Kawhi Leonard's going to be out. Uh, just just blindly take it until um, it it starts or stops uh, stops winning for us. So yeah, great call by you. I know Scott's been on that as well. Uh, so hopefully that trend can continue going. Not a lot happened over the weekend here, uh, Terrell. Um, I know we have 15 games to get to, but anything that kind of stood out to you over the weekend from Saturday and Sunday? I mean, the only thing was just uh, the Kings. I'll say the Kings and Orlando Magic, probably a game that nobody's really going to be talking about. But yeah. went to overtime and Magic lost, you know, a heartbreaker. And that last sequence was crazy. The fact that the Kings had uh, missed a misdirection, miscommunication with the basketball, ended up turning the basketball over, allowing the Magic to tie the game. Then De'Aaron Fox coming down, just hitting an unreal shot. <clears throat> that uh, it just shows that this Magic team is young. Is they're young, they're going to make mistakes, and um, they're they're going to be in games. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of why, if you were on that team total under for the Magic, this is what you were hoping for. That they just can't put it together to finish a lot of basketball games because they were up. I think close to 20 points at one point in that game and the fact yeah. that they let the Kings come all the way back on the road. So uh, Paolo Bancaro, great talent. Franz Wagner, very underrated. This Magic team looks good. Kings look like they're trying to make a little bit of a surge. I know Keegan Murray and a couple of those other guys look good earlier on in the season. But, yeah, um, it's just the little things. It's the little things for Orlando Magic and really the Sacramento Kings that's going to determine whether you hit the over on their win total or not. Yeah, um, 
big or not a big victory, but a come from behind victory for the uh, Sacramento Kings on Saturday night. Probably not a people paying attention, like you mentioned, with college uh, football going on and things like that. So yeah. uh, 15 games on the schedule, my man. Let's just dive right into it. Uh, first game on the board is going to be let's start over on win bet. Um, it's crazy that tonight we have games that I think go off like in every like five or 10 increments, which is going to be awesome. But First game on the schedule is going to be the Washington Wizards uh, in Charlotte to take on the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets are a two-point home favorite here with a total of 214.5. Money line plus 112 for the Washington Wizards and minus 135 for the Charlotte Hornets. Let's get to the injury report here. I'm just going to name off who's going to be out because we have a lot of games to get to here. So we know LaMelo Ball is out. Gordon Hayward is going to be out as well. Cody Martin is doubtful. Dennis Smith uh, Jr. is also questionable here tonight for the Hornets. And Mark Williams is available to play. He's on G League assignment. But, again, a lot of injuries right now for the Mm -hmm. Charlotte Hornets. Washington has not submitted their injury report yet. I believe they did play yesterday. So look out for that. But, Terrell, the the Charlotte Hornets here are a two-point home favorite. What are you thinking about the spread here? Uh. So it's tough because Wash, not Washington, but Charlotte's been playing a little bit better than expectation, being that they were without, you know, their two starting point guards for a while. I know Terry Rozier's coming back into the lineup now, but you're still missing LaMelo Ball. And they were able to win a few games, like a few games you probably didn't think they were going to be able to win. Uh, with this one, I think pace is going to be the determining factor. Charlotte's probably going to try to run a little bit more. Being how this is a bat-to-bat for the Wizards. The Wizards just played the Grizzlies and lost to them on the road last night. Now they're going and traveling on a bat-to-bat to play Charlotte here. Yeah. I'm just going to go back to my trend data that's been going on since, I think, like 2004. And it's that road dogs, not road dogs, but road teams on a bat-to-bat mm-hmm. are very profitable against the spread. And it's because most people think that, hey, it's the home team. They're rested. They didn't have to go anywhere. They should just be able to come here and route. And I don't necessarily think that that's the case. I think that we're just that early in the season. And that's what this trend is. It's for the first about 12 games or so. So it's going to be ending rather soon. But I'm still going to back it here. And I'll take the Washington Wizards just because I think they can slow the pace down. They've been really, really good in the half court and a slow pace all season. But I also think that they can run. And I think they have the ability to move out and get out and still be able to get buckets. And, yeah, give me the Wizards here. Plus two, I feel comfortable with that. Just as long as Bradley Beal still plays, if Bradley Beal is out and they, you know, keep him out of the back to back or anything like that, then I'll go over to the Hornets. But if Bradley Beal's in, in the game, then yeah, I like Wizards plus two. Yeah, I like the Wizards here too. Um, I think it's on too many injuries right now for the Charlotte Hornets. I think that the talent right now for the Wizards uh, is better. Again, check the injury report because, like Terrell said, Wizards are on the back-to-back, and they've maybe held, hold Bradley Beal out. But I, I just think that, you know, with Kyle Kuzma, uh, you know, Christoph Porzingis, he's been playing pretty well for the Washington Wizards. Denny mm-hmm. Avdia has been playing well as well. So I just think that there's – I think there's more scoring options right now for the uh, Washington Wizards uh, versus the Charlotte Hornets who are missing, you know, three of their five top guys uh, as far as rotations go for the Charlotte Hornets. So – I'm going to take the road underdog here with you as well. Plus the two talk about the pace in this game that maybe we see some up and down uh, by the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, what are your thoughts on the total here sitting at two fourteen and a half here? 
214, I think I want to go ahead and go under just because okay. both of these two teams, in the last five games, both of these two teams are, are 30th and 29th respectively in points per game. And so they've been having issues scoring the basketball. And Washington is second to last, only down there with the Philadelphia 76ers in terms of pace and how fast they run the game. Like Washington wants to play a slower pace. They want to play out of the half court. And I think that that's something that they try to utilize, especially coming in on a back to back on a back to back at um, on the road. I think they try to slow things down, keep things in their court. So I'm going to go under. I don't like it because we lost some value points. It opened up at it looks like 220 and a half. Yeah. But I think it's good reason for this to go under. Yeah, this total opened up at yeah two twenty and a half, two twenty one, all the way down to around two fourteen and a half right now. So, <coughs> sorry, leaning towards the under as well uh, in this game for me. Uh, all right, let's get over to the next game of the night here, Terrell. It's going to be my Houston Rockets headed to Florida to take on the Orlando Magic, where the Orlando Magic are a four and a half point uh, home favorite here. Total is sitting at two twenty four in this game. Looking at the injury report. Uh, for the Rockets, Jalen Green is probable. He has a le- left knee contusion. Uh, Jamari Smith missed the last game for the Rockets, but he is probable tonight with an illness. Jay Sean Tate has been ruled out with right ankle soreness. And for the Orlando Magic, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, we know Gary Harris, Jonathan Isaac, and Mo Wagner are all out for this Orlando Magic team. We just talked about them or at the top of the show here, Terrell. Uh, coughed away a lead. Uh, against the Sacramento Kings on Saturday night uh, that pushed that game to overtime and De'Aaron Fox had that incredible um, three-point shot to win it for the Sacramento Kings. But mm-hmm. they welcomed the Houston Rockets to town as a four-and-a-half-point home favorite here. What are you thinking about this game? Yeah, um, I, I feel like I have to go Houston here. I just don't think I can lay points for Orlando right now just seeing how they've been able to choke games away in the fourth quarter. And... I'm going to look it up really quick, but I think they're probably one of the worst fourth quarter teams in the league. And it, it's really, it shows that it just proves that they're a young team. Like that's really what it is, that they're really just a young team trying to figure this thing out. And so as of right now, I think I have to go Houston because of that. Houston goes on the road and I'm not, I'm not a fan, but I think getting catching points with Houston, I think that's the way to go and play this one. I'm trying to look up this stat real here, real quick, and see. looking for the fourth quarter. Yeah, fourth quarter against the spread. They are. I'm seeing five and five, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that's what I got as well. But it it feels like it's a lot. Yeah, five and five here, and it just feels like it's a lot worse than what it looks like now. If I had to play anything, I'm probably playing Orlando early. Because yeah. they're really, really good early in games. Like, they yeah. play really, really well early in games. So, if I'm playing anything in this game, I'm probably playing Orlando in a first half, 7-3 and three to the first half number for Orlando, whereas you have the Houston Rockets, who are 4-6 and six over the course of this season. So, I think that's kind of how I want to back this game. I want to back the Magic early in the game with the first half. But if I'm picking a full game, a full game line, then I'm going with Rockets plus 4.5. Yeah, that was going to be my exact play was the Magic early because I've watched this Rockets team being a fan of it and they just get out to slow starts in that first quarter and first half for whatever reason. And then they try to play catch up in that second half. Right now, uh, the Rockets in the first quarter are three and seven against the spread. 
where Orlando is seven two and one against the spread. In the See, that's even a, that's even a better play. I feel like that's yeah. the better play. Yeah. So first quarter, I think I would lean that way uh, for the uh, Orlando Magic. They're perfect four and zero at home in the first quarter against the spread uh, so far this season. So I think you probably want to look at Orlando Magic early and often and, in, in and the Rockets. First quarter, first half. I wanted to get the number on that Rockets one and seven on the road in the first quarter. I feel like that's a that's a best bet kind of play. One plus one equals two. We take the yeah. Magic in the first quarter, fade the Rockets. Let me see if I can get a line on that real quick so I can just officially make that because that that'll be on my card tonight for sure. Magic first quarter against the Rockets. Yeah, uh, and then full game. Uh, yeah, you're right about them closing by. I, just, I don't know. I don't know. This Rockets team right now, I think they're still trying to figure out rotations and guys have been in and out of the lineup for them, you know, through the first 10 games that they have played so far this season. I know that Jabari Smith missed the last game for them and they gave up a lot of points and they were playing with a lot more point uh, with pace. But that was against the Timberwolves who didn't have Rudy Gobert. And we know that they're a better team on the offense, uh, offensive, at least uh, efficiency wise without Gobert on the floor and Carl Anthony Towns on the floor. Currently one and a half for the first quarter here, uh, Terrell. Yeah, yeah, one and a half minus one hundred five is what I just found. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna be on that play tonight. I love it. Yeah. Uh, anything else for this game? Or oh, sorry, I get to the total here at two twenty four. Total at two twenty four. I'll take an under. I, sure. I don't think that for the most part, if we throw last game out, a lot of these Orlando Magic games have been going under, and the Rockets have been going under in a good amount of their games too. I think it's just because of what we, you know, you you hear the names, you hear Jabari Smith, you hear Paolo Bencaro, Jalen Green, like. Uh, you hear all these names and you think, oh, points, 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 points. But that's really not how their season's been going for the most yeah. part. I think both teams actually have a better record towards the under in this season than the over. Let me go ahead and pull that up and I can give you the official number. But uh, let me see here. Looking for the total for the Rockets? Yes. Yeah, so, yes. No. So just what they're doing this season, you have five and five for the Rockets this season, six and four. To, to the over for the Magic. So slightly slight edge for them. But I think that they, they've been getting a lot of lower totals. This is a higher total at 224. I'll take an under here. Yeah. Um, other with you, again, I think feel like this Rockets team are, so I guess they're figuring out rotations, but they just get off to slow starts and just offensive efficiency-wise, they just not have been, they haven't been very good. Uh, so far this season, I know they put up a lot of points against the Timberwolves on Saturday night, but again, uh, I think that's just one game. So I'll, I'm there with you on the under in this game here as well. Again, we'll we'll get to watch uh, Jabari Smith versus uh, Paulo Pancaro matchup of the number one and number three overall picks in this game here tonight. All right, uh, next game on the board here, Terrell. We got the OKC Thunder headed to the Motor City to take on the Detroit Pistons. Uh, currently, seeing the OKC Thunder are a two point road favorite here. Um, with the total sitting at 223 and a half money line minus 125 for the OKC Thunder and the Pistons are a road, sorry, a home underdog at plus 105. Uh, looking at the uh, injury report for both of these teams. Let's see here. Marvin Bagley, we know is out. Uh, Jalen Duran is also probable Tonight for the uh, Detroit Pistons, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, pretty clean injury report. Only person that's going to be out is Alex Pokushevsky, who is dealing with a right shoulder uh, issue. But we do have Josh Giddy. We do have SGA going in this game. Going to be a fun matchup if you're a true basketball fan, getting to watch Cade versus SGA in this game. But 
Okay, see, right now, laying two points on the road here. Uh, Terrell, what are you thinking about this game? Oh, man. Um, oh, do I want to lay two points on the road with OKC? This, this line kind of made me scratch my head a little bit. Yeah, I I, uh, I mean, I get it. Both of these two teams are very, very comparable. But um, And OKC plays – I just feel like OKC plays the good teams tough and then kind of lacks against people that are probably around their – their same level of competition. Um, I'm, curious I'm going to back OKC here. Okay. Because I, I truly think that they are playing like they are the better team and they play, you know, good teams like they're the better team. Like we sit here and we talk about how good they are covering the spread and it's because they get such a large number against a lot of these other, you know, when you talk about they play the Nuggets, they play the Bucks, like they play – uh, all these other teams pretty tough for majority of the game. And if they don't cover it's probably something late, but it's not too many times that you see OKC getting blown out of a game. Um, I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna just go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and back OKC here. I like what SGA is doing and I'm getting SG, SGA in the lineup with OKC. It's really hard for me to fade OKC in that spot. They have a lot of good things going with Josh Giddy and Lou Dort. I think could be a thorn in the side, maybe to Kay Cunningham, maybe he steps up and takes the Kane Cunningham assignment. But whoever it is, whether it's Kay Cunningham, whether it's Jaden Ivey, whether it's Bo, uh, Boyan, that mm-hmm. he goes up there and he's a pretty relentless defender on those players. So that's going to be uh, – I think we're going to see points. I think we're going to see a crazy lot of points. So let me just go ahead and get out the way. I think the over is the play in this game. Okay. But I'll just – I'll take OKC to put on a better showing as what I think is slightly a better team, even though I truly do believe that the Detroit Pistons have the better talent. It's interesting to see that in the first quarter, the Detroit Pistons are one and nine against the spread uh, so far this season. But in the first half, the Detroit Pistons are six and three (laughs) or six and four against the spread where OKC three and six against the spread in the first half. And then the first quarter, they're doing well. So maybe possibly here, wait for a live uh, on the Detroit Pistons if they do get out slow like they have been all season. I think that may be a way to attack it, I, but I'm still going to roll with Detroit here. I you said that again, that on paper that the talent may be better here for the Detroit Pistons. I, I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, but them being at home so far this season, they're three and two against the spread. Again, very small samples here right now since they so most of these teams that only played about four to five to six home games so far this season, but three and two against the spread. Um, and then for the OKC Thunder as the road team so far this season, they are three and one against the spread. So I think this, you're right. I think we'll see a lot of points and I think this one will just come down to the wire. And I think that the the spread is indicative of that, right? Where it's only a two point uh, spread here for the OKC Thunder. But I love the uh, the Detroit Pistons early in the first half. Maybe they, you know, they lose their ways in the second half uh, mm-hmm. in this game. So I'll go first half. Detroit Pistons, and I, I do like them uh, leaning towards the uh, full game as well. And you said you like the over in this game, Tro? Yeah, yeah. I'm all over the over in this one. And it's really – it's really – I don't think they're defensively anybody's really – I mean, Lou Dort, of course, I think is a really great defender. But for the most mm-hmm. part, it's too many options on Detroit. And I don't think anybody on Detroit can guard anything that – you know, Shea is throwing out there. Josh Giddy might be throwing out there. Lou Dort could have a really good game on the road. We talk about Trey Mann coming off the bench. Like, there's so many different, like, just 
short, small options for OKC that I think that they could add up and points could add up. But I'm all over points here. I'm all over SGA here. I'll take SGA in a points ladder and, you know, start him at his 27 and a half and take him up to 30, 35 if you can get him that far. I think that this is a game where SGA just kind of goes off, gets whatever he wants. And then, you know, it's up on everybody else on the Thunder to kind of help and kind of match his energy. So I like a SGA points game. Yeah, I love it, man. Uh, I'll be I'll be looking at Cade props and then uh, SGA props in this game because you know Cade's gone off to a great start as well for the yeah. uh, Detroit Pistons. All right, uh, let's get to the next game on the schedule. Here it's going to be the New Orleans Pelicans in Indiana to take on the Pacers. This line opened up at minus six for the Pelicans. Uh, that's currently sitting at minus five. Uh, yeah, on win bet currently. Total opened up at uh 235 and a half that number's come down a little bit to 234 over on win bet money line is minus 215 for the new orleans pelicans and plus 175 for the indiana pacers uh looking at the injury report for both of these teams here let's start with the road team the pelicans pretty clean injury report we only know that you know Kira Lewis Jr. and EJ Liddell are recovering from ACL injuries but everybody is a go Brandon Ingram did return for this Pelicans team on Saturday, I believe. And uh, for the Indiana Pacers, Chris Duarte is going to be out four to six weeks. Andrew Nimhard is also questionable here tonight for the Indiana Pacers. Aaron Neesmith also questionable here tonight for the Pacers. Which means Ben Matherin, guys that, a guy that we really talked up in the uh, preseason, yep. when we were talking about awards and stuff, should be in the starting lineup here for the Indiana Pacers. But yep. Terrell, five-point road uh, favorites here for the Pelicans. Uh, what are you thinking about this game? Seems a little short to me, but what do you think? Oh yeah, give me give me the the Pacers. I'm all over the Pacers here. I think this is a short line, and I think the Pacers are. I'm not going to say they're good, but they are very competitive in games, and I, I very much know that at least at the very least, I'm going to get this like a, get a sweat on this total. I don't think that this is something where the Pelicans just kind of run in here, steamroll over the Pacers. Pacers have a, a major key issue, and that's defending the three. And mm-hmm. they, they can defend the paint pretty decently, but when they get outside and it's the fact that they put so much attention on guarding the painted area that they kind of just let teams do whatever they want from three, which uh, given up 41.9% in their last five games. So, you know, obviously that's really, really not good. And uh, when I'm just sitting here thinking about what on the other side of the ball, like on I mean, the other side of the offense, and you look at it, what they'll be able to do, opponents point in the paint, and they are first in the entire NBA over the course of this season. I can check. Let me go check the last five games to keep it consistent. But uh, let me see here. So last five games, they're fifth in the NBA, fifth in the NBA in points in the paints allowed to the opponent. So they, they guard that painted area. And when you think about it, it makes sense because who do they have down there? They have Miles Turner. And yeah. Miles Turner is a very, very good shot blocker, rim, def- rim defender. And then they can go run out, transition, get a lot of good, easy buckets from getting, you know, miscues on the offensive end from the other team. And really their issue is where they just kick out and let open shooters shoot. Now you go and you look at this Pelicans team on the other side of the ball and what they're able to do offensively from three. And, I mean, it's pretty – they're pretty decent, like 38 point, 38%. So that's going to be the – the mark for the Pacers in this game is can we hold the Pelicans from three? Like, can we not allow them to shoot 
38, 39, 40% from three this game. Can we limit their points from there? Force them to go inside the paint and try to make it work from the inside out instead of the outside in. If they can do that, then I think the Pacers are in this game. I got the Pacers plus five. Yeah, we know we were really high coming in on this Pelicans team into the year. They've kind of gone off to a slow start on their five and four, I believe, straight up uh, this season um, and against the spread so far uh, this year. As an away team, they're only three and three against the spread. I know that, you know, Brandon Ingram missed a good portion of those games with the uh, concussion protocol. Um, and I think they're still kind of figure out, you know, how CJ McCollum and Zion and Brandon Ingram are going to play together because got to keep in mm-hmm. mind that CJ and Zion didn't really get to play together last season because Zion missed the entire year last year. Yep. And, you know, they were missing pieces, guys in and out of the lineup. So I think they're still figuring some things out here. And like you mentioned, Pacers are a feisty bunch that they fight to the end. We saw it early in the season. So far this year, they're five and four against the spread as the home team. So far this year, the Indiana Pacers are, um, let's see here, they are two and two against the spread. So this is going to be a good test uh, for this uh, Indiana Pacers team with the Pelicans coming to town. I do like the over in this game. Uh, I think we do see some back and forth in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Pelicans do have enough shooters out there to take advantage of the three point line, whether it's Trey Murphy. Uh, whether that is, you know, Jose Alvarado, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram can knock down a couple for you as well. And this, I'm really interested to see how, uh, you know, you talked about the defense inside the paint for this uh, Pacers team. Now you have Zion uh, that's going to be coming inside the paint here. So that's going to be a fun matchup to watch in this game between the Pacers and the Pelicans. Um, so I'll, I'll lean with you with the Pacers. And that's going to be, know. that's going to be, uh, Ben Matherin, like I'm, I'm looking yeah. to see, I'm looking to see, hey, like, can you take on? Because more than likely, he's probably going to be, you know, at some point get that Zion assignment. I don't think that they're going to put Jalen Smith on an island with Zion, yeah. and Miles Turner is going to have his hands full with Jonas Valachunas, a really big mm-hmm. body down low. So I'm looking for Matherin. I'm looking for any ways that they can disrupt this Pelicans team. And I just think that they have so many options that they can go to scoring the basketball. Like you can go to Matherin, you can go to. Uh, Halliburton, you can go to Miles Turner, you can go to Jalen Smith, like you can go to a lot of these guys. So, yeah, I'm I, I like it too. I like over as well. Yeah, um, all right, uh, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Phoenix Suns, uh, he- headed to Philly to take on the Philadelphia 76ers. <clears throat> Currently, seeing the Suns are a two point road favorite here. <laughs> Frank Wright got fired. Frank Wright got fired. Oh, he did. Yeah. Um, yeah, some breaking news there. Frank Wright fired by the Colts. There you go. Yep. Um, I mean, it's about time. <laughs> like, yeah. it's really, it's really, really bad. <laughs> uh, total sitting at 215 and a half in this game between the Suns and the Sixers. Money line minus 135 for the Phoenix Suns, plus 112 on the money line for the Philadelphia 76ers. Heard about the news that James Harden is going to miss up to a month for the <clears throat> for the Philadelphia 76ers, which means it's uh, Tyrese Maxey season. Let's kind of go through the um, injury report here. Joel Embiid questionable here tonight with an illness. Mm-hmm. Daniel House Jr. is also questionable tonight with a non-COVID-related illness. Jaden Springer is available to play tonight for the Sixers. For the Phoenix Suns, Cam Johnson is going to miss some time with a right meniscus tear. Cam Payne is also questionable here tonight for the uh, Phoenix Suns with a left foot soreness. Um, and then uh, Ish... Wayne Wright and Dwayne Washington Jr. are also out for a personal reason. So both teams a little banged up here, Terrell. But the Phoenix Suns laying two points here uh, against the Philadelphia 76ers on the road here. What are you thinking about this game? 
Oh, is this one of those like is this the same Suns team that no matter what happens, they can just go out here and cover a number? I mean, look, they are what six and seven and two on the season so far, kind of flying under the radar. We haven't against we had the spread, that first, six and three. Yeah. So look, Chris if Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden out there, man, th- this team wins. Yeah, and I mean, I know Cam Johnson is a really good piece, and but it just feels like this is – I mean, I'm not taking anything from Dwayne Washington and Ish Rain, right? But, I mean, as long as I got Chris Paul, Devin Booker, like you said, DeAndre Ayton, like a good majority of that cast, I feel pretty solid in taking the Suns here. And, you know, just – looking at what the Suns are doing this season. Yeah, they've had some miscues against the literally just the Blazers. Like nobody else. It's literally just the Blazers that they have their miscues against, but it just feels like this is a still a really good spot to back the Suns. Suns still top 10 in points per game and scoring uh in the past 5 games. You sit here and you look at the 76ers, they're closer down to 16th at 101.4 points per game. And uh, it's <laughs> top five, top five on defense, 105.4 points per game for the Suns. I, I just, I don't know. I just feel hard pressed to take the 76ers in this spot. Yeah, I know they're shorthand. And yes, I actually do kind of like this lineup of the 76ers. And I think that while, of course, they're not better when, you know, Joel and B and James Harden are in the lineup, but they play different basketball and that different basketball sometimes can be a spark for you. I don't know if I'm taking it against the Suns here. Just give me the Suns minus two. Yeah, I, I like the Suns here as well. I think this number is, it should be around, I don't know, three and a half, maybe four. But even if Joel Embiid goes here tonight, look. He hasn't looked like the MVP Joel Embiid that we saw last season before he did miss some time, right? And we saw that early on in the season Mm -hmm. uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers. Now you don't have James Harden for about a month. Let's just say Tyrese Maxey doesn't have a good shooting night. Can you trust Tobias Harris to provide that scoring support going up against Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker? I mean, they have guys that come off the bench that contribute as well for the Sixers team. I'm sorry, for the Suns team. So... I think they come out and take care of business here. Give me the Phoenix Suns minus the two. Um, what do you think? What do you think the record is between these two these two teams in the past five games? Like head to head, you're talking about? Or yeah, head to head. Like what do you like? What do you think the Suns' record against the Sixers is head to head in the past five? Uh, four and one for the Phoenix Suns. Five and zero. Oh. They have won the last five games, dating all the way back to 2020. They have won the past five games against this team. Yeah. And they so. have covered they have covered four of the five. The only the only one they didn't cover was a push, and it was uh three. The spread was three and ended at three. So they covered four of the five. So four zero and one ATS, five mm-hmm. and zero straight up, and they are four and one to the over in the past five games versus this team. Philly, yeah, this season so far, one and four against the spread at home. So they're not taking care of business at home uh, so far this season. And uh, let's just take a look at Phoenix's um, record on the road. This is only their third game against this or third game overall this season. They're only one and one against the spread, but so not a big sample to go off of uh, yeah. for the uh, Phoenix Suns here. But yeah, man, look, you laid it out there five and zero straight up in their last uh, five head to head meetings. 
I just think that the Phoenix Suns are the better team here tonight, um, especially uh, looking at the talent, especially when you're missing a guy like James Harden on this team. So uh, I'll go with the Phoenix Suns minus two here against the Philadelphia 76ers. Thoughts on the total here, Terrell, at two four, sorry, 215 and a half? Uh, I'm trying to – what game did James Harden in go down? It was, was, it was the first game played? that he missed was his last game, I believe, for the Sixers. Oh, the last game was the first one that he I oh, okay, believe okay. so against the Knicks. All right. Um I'm still I'm still kind of look and see how this Philadelphia team looks at life without James Harden and it looks like without Joel B for a little bit. Yeah. And how that kind of goes from them and what they're pushing. You would think they push the pace more, but mm-hmm. they're still closer to the bottom. They they've come up some, so it proves that they have been pushing the pace more because they've come up some. They used to be dead last and not dead last anymore. However, I still think that, you know, Phoenix plays in the half court, wants to slow the game down, doesn't want to get out here and start running with a bunch of teams. Uh, I'll just go ahead and give a slight lean to the under. Okay. All right. Uh, before we get over to the next game on the schedule, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet? Well, now is the absolute perfect time. And if you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas' online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 to win $100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers of exchange terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Terrell, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the lone undefeated team in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks, mm-hmm. headed to Atlanta to take on the Hawks. Currently seeing the Bucks are a four-point uh, r- road favorite here. Total is sitting at 226.5. Money line minus 170 for the Bucks, plus 145 a home underdog for the Atlanta Hawks here. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, uh, we know Bogdan Bogdanovich is out with a re- right knee injury. Uh, Trey Young is officially questionable tonight with a shin injury. For the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Giannis is officially listed as probable here tonight. And uh, we know Pat Covington, AJ Green, and Joe Ingles are all dealing with uh, injury recovery here. So, But everybody else is a go for this Milwaukee Bucks team. Not really been talked about a lot, especially, uh, I guess, in the NBA circles. But look, the Milwaukee Bucks, 9-0 and so far this season, 8-1 and against the spread so far this season. They're just finding ways to win games. I think Giannis is playing at an MVP level. That shows in the results here for the Milwaukee Bucks, who are 9-0. and Now they go to Atlanta as a four-point uh, road favorite here. Terrell, what are you thinking about this game between these two squads? Yeah, uh I'm I'm on I'm on Atlanta here. I think this is it. I think this is it. I think this is the Bucks first loss. 
And it kind of just more goes back to, you know, what the history has been of this Bucks team playing in Atlanta. Last three games, they last three regular season games, they have lost in Atlanta. Like they've wow. lost those games. They've been really good teams at those points of the season, and they've lost those games coming into Atlanta and get a win. I think that it that kind of and this is all after the uh, what is it the playoff run that they had and yeah. that the battles that they had in the Eastern Conference Finals a couple years ago. And so I really think that this is an opportunity for Atlanta just kind of not only get a little bit of get back. But more of kind of take it to this Bucks team that both of them kind of profiling as the same team, very top heavy in their lineups and not getting a lot of bench production, getting some, but not a lot of bench production each side. Uh, both these teams closer to the bottom of the league in terms of bench production. But I think that this is I think this is the spot. And it's just because of how Atlanta runs. I think that they're going to run in this game and they're going to get out in transition and really make it difficult on this Bucks team because Atlanta can first force turnovers, like bringing DeJounte Murray, bringing that length into the lineup. They've been able to create a lot of turnovers. I think DeJounte Murray has like averaging close to two steals a game and for this team. And so, uh, of course, Trey Young has to play for me to be any confident in what Atlanta's doing at all. But I like Atlanta in this spot. I think that they match up pretty decently with the Bucks. Yeah, defensively, uh, Milwaukee right now, number one in the entire league. It's really been on the back of their defense, how yep. they've been able to win ball games so far this season. And I, I want to look at the pace numbers here for both of these teams because I, I think my favorite play in this game is the under. I know Atlanta right now is number eight as far as pace, and Milwaukee is number 13. Um but I think that if either one of these teams, I think we'll see more of a defensive effort from both of these teams. Like you mentioned, DeJounte Murray has been playing really well defensively. We know that the Bucks pride themselves on the defensive end so far through the nine games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are the number one team as far as defensive rating goes in the entire league. So, I'm, no, they're on an under streak here are the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. They've had four straight games that have gone under the total. Mind you, it hasn't been against the best uh offensive teams and these two teams did match up earlier this season right where uh yeah milwaukee yep. won that game 123 115 where he did go over the total here so uh, we'll wait for the trey young news I- i'm gonna lean with the milwaukee bucks here in this game laying the four points I-, I think that they'll just continue to to play good defense and find ways to win whether it's behind Giannis, whether it's been true holiday um that matchup between either DeJounte Murray and Trey Young, or sorry, DeJounte Murray and Drew Holiday or Drew Holiday Trey Young is it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch in this game. So I'll lay the points here with the Milwaukee Bucks minus the four. Uh thoughts on the total here, Terrell. I know the first game scored or had a total of 238 points scored in that game. Currently sitting at 226 and a half. Yeah, no, I think that I think this one you have a pretty good reason for it to go under. And it's just a lot of things kind of went right in that first matchup. You look at Brooke Lopez and Brooke Lopez went what five for eight from three, eight for twelve from the field, twenty-one points. And uh, it's because he had Clint Capella on him, and they just pulled Brick Lopez out to the three-point line trying to get Capella out the lane, and he got a, a bunch of open looks at the basket. And so I think that, you know, this, there's room for adjustments there. You'll probably see a, a little bit more of Kongu in this game. Than you did in the yep. last one. Okongu only played 19 minutes in the last game, but I think you could see some more of him just because while he may not have the height factor, he is still a strong body on the inside. He's able to get out and contest those threes and not let Brooke Lopez just hit open shots. So 
I think that you could be seeing a little bit more of Okongwu in this game. But yeah, I'm 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 on the under here. I think that both of these teams kind of lock in. 115 is a little bit, you know, on the high side for what Milwaukee even brings on defensive end. And we know defense travels. So I expect Milwaukee defense to show up. And I think that Atlanta has a really good spot at home where they try to get some get back for earlier in the season and also make this a really close one. I, I don't know. I just I have a really good feeling about Atlanta this one. And those three last three games in regular season, they've been able to not only cover but win those games outright against this Milwaukee Bucks team. It just shows that at home they get up for this team. They want to go play this team and play this team tough. Yeah. Milwaukee can't win every single game in the season. I think this is a spot where they're playing a team again. I'm not certain if they play too many. I mean, the Pistons. I think they played the Pistons twice, but I'm not too many certain too many times where Milwaukee has played a team twice this season. So, yeah, I think that I, I like the chances of the of the Hawks to get right in the second game against them. Yeah, you know, also take a look at Milwaukee's schedule here. They haven't played a lot of great teams. Look, they had okay Philly in the first game. They had Brooklyn, but we know the story with Brooklyn. And then they had Detroit, they had Minnesota, and they had OKC. So, I mean, they've taken care of business where they've needed to um, so far this season. And that first game that we uh, just talked about uh, between these two teams, that was a game where Trey Young had 42 points uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. I think you'll see a better defensive effort from um, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks on Trey. And that was in the game where Giannis had 34 and Drew Holiday had 34 uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. So, yeah, I think I like the under in this game as well. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. Uh, headed into the 740 Central Time starts. Um, sorry, so 740 Eastern Time starts. It's going to be the Portland Trailblazers headed to South Beach to take on the Miami Heat. Currently seeing the Miami Heat are a 7.5-point home favorite here with a total of 215.5. Money line plus 260 for the Portland Trailblazers and the Miami Heat money line minus 320. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, currently seeing for the Portland Trailblazers, Josh Hart is probable tonight with a right ankle sprain. Damian Lillard is officially questionable here tonight for the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Gary Payton II is uh, out as he returns to competition as he's uh, getting his body ready to con- uh, from conditioning. Anthony Simons is also doubtful here tonight for the Portland Trailblazers, so he has left foot inflammation. Justice Winslow probable here tonight for the Portland Trailblazers. For the Miami Heat, pretty clean injury report. Uh, Only questionable tag is Tyler Hero, who is dealing with a left ankle sprain. Trail seven and a half point road, sorry, home favorites here for the uh, Miami Heat against the Portland Trailblazers. May be a little shorthanded, but they have been one of the best teams against the spread so far this season. Are the Portland Trailblazers? But what do you think about this game? Oh man, it's <sighs> this one's tough. Uh, I, I don't like laying. When we get into the point of you're laying a bunch of points with the Heat, I don't like that. However, and it's really, really hard to fade this Portland team. Like yep. it's really, really hard to fade this Portland team right now. They've just been. Really, really good no matter what lineup you throw out there for them. They've just been found ways to be able to score the basketball. I know last game they got routed by the Suns, but, I mean, that was a back-to-back, really bad spot, back-to-back game. They just beat the Suns on a crazy last-minute shot by Jeremy Grant right before that. So, of course, the Suns were going to come back in the immediate back-to-back matchup and really put it on them. So, I don't really look too much into that. Uh <sighs> 
eight, seven and a half, eight. Um, that's a key number in the NBA a little bit, I think. Like eight, five, and eight. I think those are like key numbers in the NBA. Especially when you get outside I, of like three possessions. Yeah. Uh I'll go ahead and I'll take I'll take the heat here just because I haven't seen the Trailblazers and what they look like coming to the East Coast yet. At least I don't think I've seen what they look like coming to the East Coast yet. Yeah, no, they've been West Coast this entire time. This is their first, you know, cross-country road game and a beat-up Trailblazers. You just got handled by the Suns. You know, you had your, your big win against them, but you got handled by them the next day. Day off, come travel all the way over. It's really not even a day off for a for real because you're traveling from one side of coast to another. So you're really just getting acclimated that whole time. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and lay the eight with the Heat. I understand why they're laying the spending points. I don't necessarily like doing it. I think mm-hmm. the Heat do win. So if you're looking for a money line parlay piece, you can go ahead and put Heat money line. I do think the Heat get a win in this game. But, uh, yeah, I'll back the Heat here. I'll back the Heat here. I think that they just – they have more of the pieces readily available for the game, and I'm just going to fade the Trailblazers on their first trip to the other side of the coast. Yeah, this is a second meeting uh, for both these teams. I did match up earlier yep. this year in Portland where Miami took care of business in that game, one nineteen ninety eight. That was a game where Damian Lillard led the team in scoring for the Portland Trailblazers, 22 points. But outside of that, not a lot of contributions from other guys. Simons had four travels. Yeah. Um, so I think this is a spot for the Miami Heat where they just haven't been playing really well at home so far this season. Uh, trying to look up their home record so far this season. Let me see here. Uh, Miami Heat, um, they are 3-3 and straight up at home so far this season and against the spread. They are... They're two... That's overall, sorry. Um... As a home team, Miami is, yeah, they're only one in five against the spread at home so far this season. So, look, there's a lot of injuries. Or, to their, I mean, your two main scorers were Anthony Simons being doubtful here tonight, and, and Dame is officially questionable here tonight. I just think that you'll get a better effort from Miami at home where they haven't been playing good basketball, right? And I think that, like you mentioned, defense does travel. Uh, I think they'll lock in defensively. Maybe a Portland ch- plays. Uh, Portland Trail Blazers team total under in this game might be worth a look. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as the total here, Terrell, for the game, I'm seeing 215 and a half. What are you thinking about that? Yeah, I, I huh. he, the Heat, even though the Heat are good defensively, their totals tend to go over just because they give them kind of that little, hey, we know you're a defensive, good defensive team bump, so we're going to lower the number a little bit. Uh, We'll say this: uh, Miami is four, six and four to the under, and Portland is six two and one to the under. Really? Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Then buy me in on under. Yeah, and their last game, uh, barely or ended up going under the total two twenty and a half. They finished up with about two hundred seventeen points in that game out in Portland. Um, anything else for this game, Terrell? Forget it to the next one. No, no. Let's go. All right, next game on the board is going to be a rematch of the game from yesterday between the Toronto Raptors and the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Currently seeing the Bulls are a minus three-point home favorite here with a total of 220.5, plus 130 on the money line for the Toronto Raptors and minus 155 for the Chicago Bulls. Like I mentioned, these two teams did play last night on uh, Sunday where the uh, Toronto Raptors got that victory 113-104 in that game against the Bulls. Zach Levine did not play in that game, but he should be going in this game. 
Uh, don't see the injury reports out for both of these teams, but like, cause, because like I mentioned, they did play last night uh, in Toronto. But you do get Zach Levine back. Typically in these spots, Terrell, I like backing teams that lost that previous game, and now you do get Zach Levine back yep. at home yep. for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, which way are you going with this game? It's a three-point home favorite for the Bulls. No, it feels like a it feels like a smash spot there. Like it feels like a good spot. Just go ahead and back the Bulls here coming in on that second game. Like we said, back to back rematches. Like it typically goes the other team's way. That's typically how the trend goes. And then you add Zach Levine back into this lineup at home, and that's another level of scoring and playmaking that the Toronto Raptors are going to have to account for that they didn't have to account for in the first matchup. And now you have to think of you know you're not playing this game with Pascal Siakam. Like, and that's just another, like, that's another score that you're down. So it's kind of like you, you know, it's kind of like a big swing. You lost a, you lost a really good score and then they're getting a really good score. So it just feels like Chicago's the play here. Like, I'm not, I'm not questioning gut play here. This is gut call. Chicago gets a win. Yeah. Um, as soon as I saw Toronto lose last night, um, I, I I knew Chicago that they were playing lose. Sorry, I'm sorry. Chicago lose last night. Yep. Knowing that Zach Levine was going to be playing in this game for the Chicago Bulls as a three-point favorite here, I, I think I, I, I like that. Um, you know, we talked about it a lot throughout not last season, of course, where you know you had these teams playing in back-to-back situations that the team that loses, you kind of want to back the team that, that – uh, you want to back the team that lost in that first game in these kind mm-hmm. of middle back-to-back series here. So I think they come out and play well here tonight. DeMar DeRozan did struggle a little bit. If, if anybody was watching that game, they were doubling DeMar DeRozan last night every time he mm-hmm. touched the ball past half court. But now you get Zach Levine back. So I think that should open up more opportunities for a guy like DeMar DeRozan in this game. And there was a lot of, you know, AC didn't have a great shooting night last night. Dragic had, had a good game for them. But again, when you're getting your one of your best players back here tonight, after being uh, rested, I think there's an opportunity for the Bulls to come out and take care of business here as a minus three point home favorite. And why, you know, why, why were they able to double, you know, DeMar DeRozan? Why were they able to do that? It's because you have Alex Caruso in the starting lineup who is one for 11 from the field, 0 for six from three. You don't care what he's doing. The man had a double double with no points. Yeah. (laughs) Like just think about that. Alex Caruso, Alex Caruso shooting guard who is, 6'5", 28 years old, had a double-double with no points. And it's because of his inefficiency suiting the basketball. Like, do you know how sick I would be if I'm like, dang, dog, if if I just practiced that shot, like my pops told me, like if I just practiced that stroke, like my pops told me, I might have had a triple-double there. Like, come yeah. on, 1 for 11, 0 for 6 for 3, <laughs> 11, point, 11 rebounds, 11 assists, 4 points. Like, you had the opportunity there, right there for you. So yeah. that's not going to happen this time around. Like that's not no. that's not going to be the case. Alex Caruso is going to be coming off the bench. Io DeSumo is going to maintain his starting spot, and they're going to bring Zach Levine back into the fold. Yeah, and it's going to open up Demar Derozan more. Like Demar Derozan still had twenty points, seven for nine, and what we said was a down game for him because he was getting double he was getting double teamed all the time, had to get the ball out of his hands. So. Yeah, I'm all over the Bulls in this spot. I think this is a really good spot, especially with no Pascal Siakam in this game. I think this is a really this is actually locked territory. Yeah, I like it. Um, any thoughts on the total here? At uh, let's see, what was the number? Two twenty and a half. Uh, Two twenty and a half. I think I want to lean over for this matchup. Okay. Because I still do think that Toronto is going to come in here and still find ways to score the basketball. Uh, while Fred Van Fleet wasn't the most efficient that he is, he still had thirty points in that last game. 
and Scotty Barnes, OGM, Bobby. I think that they're going to still find different ways to score the basketball, but I just think that majority of that scoring, I think is going to be on the Bulls. Like if I actually, let me just go ahead and give it out so I can, cause I'm pretty sure it's a bet here somewhere. Cause I, I think the, I think the Bulls come in here and actually steamroll over the Raptors in this back-to-back immediate spot. I just think that the adjustments that they're able to make and what the Raptors can do offensively without Pascal Siakam is just not going to be enough. And so if I look at win margin, I can get the Bulls at 11 plus for plus 280. For uh, what did you say? I'm sorry. Uh, win margin for the Bulls, for them to win by 11 oh, points plus yeah. 280. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, again, you know, we talked about it right now that DeMar Doris is not going to be doubled tonight, right, with the return of Zach Levine here tonight for the um, – for the Chicago Bulls and last night, you kind of take a look at the box score. Um, they were 13 of 36 last night from three point land where the Chicago Bulls, but six of those or yeah, six of the misses, like you mentioned was from Alex Caruso. And we know Zach Levine, if he gets hot, he can knock down three, four yeah. in a row. And I think that this is going to be a game where I think we probably see some tired legs more for Toronto. Um, I know they're both on the back-to-back, but when you have, again, the guy like Zach Levine coming in to play with fresh legs, I think hey, Yeah, he's got fresh legs. Here. He's ready to go and run the entire yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, Cap said, like, Levine over two and a half threes. Yeah, I think that's a pretty solid play. I don't think it's going to – well, I don't. I just don't – I'm really hard-pressed to believe that they double DeRozan again with Levine in the lineup. If they do, or if you think that they might, you might just want to take Levine threes all the way up because he's going to have a lot of open looks. Like, if, if they're getting doubled and he can rotate over and they find Levine probably with an extra pass, then they can definitely – he could definitely light up the scoreboard from three. But, yeah, I do like Levine over two and a half threes. I think that's a good play. And I like his points total. I think he has a good game tonight. All right. Uh, let's get over to the next game of the night. That's going to be uh, – what do we got on the next game here? Let me see. The screen just went off on me. Uh, let's go over to the Boston Celtics in Memphis to take on the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, currently seeing the Memphis Grizzlies as a four-point home underdog in this game. Total is sitting at 231.5. Boston minus 170 on the money line. Memphis is a home underdog of plus 140. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams. For the Boston Celtics, pretty clean injury report. Nobody of significant is going to be out. Memphis did play last night. Uh, against the Washington Wizards, as we talked about earlier. So their injury report has not yet been submitted. Back-to-back situation here for Memphis. You have one of the best teams, uh, eh, we can say, in the Boston Celtics. I know you're not a fan of them, but four-point road – sorry, uh, road, yeah, four-point road favorites here for the Boston Celtics with the rest advantage. Terrell, what are you thinking about this game? I was literally looking something else up, and I missed your injury report. So injury report for Boston, pretty clean. Uh, nobody's out. Uh, we know about Time Lord, but other than that, everybody's pretty clean. And Memphis right now, they haven't submitted one yet because they did play yesterday. I mean, they played yesterday, but they're at home. They played yesterday yeah, at home, no they're at home today. Yeah. Like, there's no travel here. This is a spot where I think everybody's probably going to lay the points with Boston. Mm-hmm. And I'm not surprised, you know, Memphis on a back-to-back, Boston, one of the best teams in the league. And they've actually been really, really good in this series. I think they won both games last year. Yeah, they won both games last year against this team. And 
by pretty dominant fashion, 120, 107, 139, 110, both of those games, one in Boston, one in Memphis. It's a new season, and we're not looking in the rear view. I'm with the Memphis Grizzlies, plus three and a half, sprinkle on the money line. Come on now. You're telling me I have I still have Job Morant, still have Desmond Bain. Now I'm watching the injury report because you know Taylor Jenkins could very well say, Hey, we don't need this game it's early in the season. We'll sit one of them on his back to back. So watch the injury report. If you are on the Celtics and you like the Celtics and you bet Celtics, everybody knows I don't bet Celtics, but if you bet Celtics and you like the Celtics, get the number now. Because if somebody is out later in the day, you're going to miss that line. Like, this is the best line you're going to get for the Celtics all day. I don't think it's enough now, but it's the best line you're going to get for the Celtics all day. So if you want the Celtics now, play them now at four. But I'm on the Grizzlies here. I think the Grizzlies keep this close. And honestly, I think the Grizzlies have a good chance of winning outright just because I there's a serious lack on the interior for the Boston Celtics. And that lack of the interior is really going to open up for John Moran. It's really going to open up for Dylan Brooks. Like that's the really person that matters because now Dylan Brooks able to get easy looks at the basket at the rim. And if he heats up getting some easy looks at the rim and he's able to step outside and start shooting when Dylan Brooks is on this Grizzlies team is damn near unbeatable with all those guys going like that. So, you know, of course you would have loved to have uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. back for this game, but you know, he's still, uh, rehabbing from off-season surgery. So, yeah, no, I like what Dylan Brooks is able to do, get into the rim. I like the other pieces they have coming off the bench in uh, Tillman and Clark and those guys to be able to get to the rim against this Boston Celtics team. So, yeah, I like a lot of points to be scored. Give me an over in this game and give me the Grizzlies to keep it close. Yeah, this was my favorite play in this game was the over. Uh, we've seen – like in Boston from the beginning of the season, they really like pushing the pace, but that that's cooled off a little bit for them. They're, they're right at, let's see here, as far as pace, uh, Boston, they've cooled off to number 21, but they are one of the more offensive efficient teams so far this season where they are number two tied with the uh, Dallas Mavericks at 117.5. Um, and we know what in Memphis in that same category, number seven. So I think we'll see a lot of great offense in this game. Defensively, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, not very good on defense or number 22 as far as defensive efficiency. Boston, uh, so far, number 23 through the first about 10 games that they have played. Uh, Boston's played nine. They're right behind each other, 22 and 23 as far as defensive efficiency. So um, I think, yeah, it's going to be a high scoring game. I wouldn't be surprised if this gets into 240s. We're seeing the total right now at 231 and a half. I couldn't bring myself to the side right now because of what you mentioned there, Terrell, with the injury report that I don't think Ja or Dylan Brooks or those guys sit here tonight, but I, I want to confirm that before I, I get on the Memphis side here. Uh, but I, again, for the total, same thing as well. If those guys are all playing here tonight, especially John Morant, um, I do like the over in this game at 231 and a half. It is a big number, but again, it's a big number for a reason here tonight. Uh, so I'm going to take the over 231 and a half as my favorite play. But again, make sure to check the injury report closer to game time uh, because, again, Memphis is on a back-to-back. -back. Not a travel situation for them, but again, just want to make sure because we've seen already crazy things happening with the injury report so far this season. Yeah. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be in the New York Knicks headed to Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. Currently seeing the Wolves are a three-point road, sorry, home favorite here. Uh, total is sitting at 234.5, money line plus 130 for the New York Knicks and minus 160 for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, checking the injury report for this team, let's start with the New York Knicks. Quentin Grimes is officially questionable here tonight, and Mitchell Robinson we know is out with a sprained right knee. He's going to miss, I think they said, four to six weeks for Mitchell Robinson. 
For the Minnesota Timberwolves, the big name that is going to be out is uh, Rudy Gobert as he is in health and safety protocols. But again, that can change as well. So make sure to check that uh, as we get closer to game time. But right now, as of 12.09 on the East Coast, he has been ruled out um, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Terrell, Minnesota laying three points here at home against the New York Knicks with a total, I think that's on the move now. I see it up to 235. What are you thinking about this game? Oh, man. Um, I'm... So the Knicks travel well when they go West Coast. This isn't necessarily out West just yet, but normally when they go on those West Coast road trips, they do pretty well. Uh, Here, I think the really what it's going to be for me is what is the production that the Knicks are going to get from the front court? Because you, you said it, no Mitchell Robinson for this game, right? Yeah, he's out. He's been, I think he's going to be out for about four to six weeks. Yeah, I think it was something like that. So you, you have, you're bringing in uh, Isaiah Hartstein, who's yeah. been playing really well this season. And then you also have Jericho Sims coming off the bench as well, who's probably going to get more minutes with uh, Mitchell Robinson being out. And we remember seeing Jericho Sims last year come in and be really, really good. And, you know, I think Isaiah Hartstein just kind of outplayed him for that backup center role. And that's kind of been the reason that he's seen the decrease in minutes this game, this season. But, um, well, not even a decrease because he didn't play minutes last season either. But yeah. we expected to see him do a lot more, and I th- and we're not seeing that now. But I still think that these guys are like really, really athletic, long, bing, bing, that I think can can challenge the likes of a Rudy Gobert or the likes of a Carl uh, Anthony Towns and really help defend that painted area. I like the Knicks' defense. I think the Knicks are uh, – you know, that typical Tom Thibodeau team where they can give up a, a lot of points, but they lock in different times and different opportunities that they have. They just got absolutely battered by the Celtics at home mm-hmm. last last time out. I think that that kind of sits with them a little bit. And then you look on the Minnesota side of the ball and it's like, do these guys like each other? Do they not like each other? Have they figured it out? Have they not figured it out? It just seems like Minnesota has been more of a very up and down team. And they've struggled with, I mean, they've struggled with the not good teams in the league, but they've really struggled with the good teams in the league as well. Not really saying that the Knicks are a good team, but, you know, they played the Suns and they played the Bucks and lost both of those games back to back. And so you're looking at the quality of talent and they're beating up on some of the lower teams and the ones that are not that much lower, they're getting some good games against. So this Knicks team has been able to keep games close for the most part outside of their Celtics game. They've been able to keep a lot of games close. I'll go ahead and back the Knicks plus three here. Yeah, uh, it makes it difficult for me to – I don't know, man. I, I know that Rudy Gobert, he's going to be out for this game, but I think there's going to be a significant drop-off defensively for this Minnesota uh, Timberwolves team without him. Um, we saw – they they played the Rockets on – was it Saturday night, and the Minnesota Timberwolves to them gave up – I think it was like 100 and – yeah, they gave up 117 to the Rockets mm. who – you know, watching them, they've struggled offensively. So, I, I, again, this game, I like the over in this game um, at 235, and it's been on the move here. I know this number mm-hmm. opened up at, let's see here, 229. So, maybe missed the number already, but it's still climbing up to 235. Currently seeing it up to 235 at some other books. But um, I think we'll see some up and down in this game. Again, without Rudy Gobert anchoring that center uh, position and rim protection. I think that the Knicks will be able to score points here tonight. Uh-huh. Um, I like the over in this game at 235. And 
is this a Tom Thibodeau revenge game? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very much could be. I don't know if I'm on that over though. No, I think they, I think team, I think they let teams score, but how the Wolves should really want to play this game, and I think how the Knicks probably play it too, is they probably slow the pace down in this game, and just with and. Like it's a lot of bigs on the court. I don't think either side wants to run their bigs off the floor. Mm-hmm. And so I think both of these teams kind of play a little bit more of a half court game. This is a lower scoring game. I think I'm going with the under in this one. Yeah, it kind of makes only thing that makes me nervous is Minnesota is number four as far as pace so far this season mm-hmm. uh, through 10 games. Um, let me filter that down to the last five games and see if that still holds true. Uh, they go up to number two at that point over the last five games, and New York yeah. is up to number seven as far as pace as well. So, um, yeah, I'll stick with, yeah, yeah, I'll stick with the over in this game. I'll lean with you on the Knicks here as well. I think this is a, a spot for them, um, you know, to, to get right here. Um, it is a it's a small number, but I think you know I think the Knicks can come out and, and steal a victory here against Minnesota. All right, uh, next game on the schedule. Let's get over to the Denver Nuggets uh, in San Antonio to take on the Spurs, where the Denver Nuggets are eight point road favorite here. Total sitting at two thirty four money line minus three thirty for the Denver Nuggets and plus two sixty for the San Antonio Spurs. These two teams are playing each other in as many nights, I believe, because um, they did play on Saturday night. Yeah, where the Denver Nuggets got the 126-101 victory over the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, looking at uh, now they're again in that back-to-back situation like we talked about, you know, where teams playing each other in as many nights here. So this is pretty much the same spread uh, as it was on the Saturday night game. Seven and a half here, uh, up to minus eight here for the San Antonio. Sorry for the Denver Nuggets. Total at 234. Let's start with the injury report. Uh, for the Denver Nuggets, uh, Jeff Green is probable here tonight. Uh, Zeke Naji, Ish Smith are all doubtful for these uh, Denver Nuggets and for the San Antonio Spurs. Everybody is a go. Zach Collins is questionable and Romeo Langford is questionable, but Kelvin Johnson. Uh, Devin Vassell, all those guys are going to be playing here tonight in the second game of this little mini series between these two teams. Terrell, minus eight here for the Denver Nuggets. You think they just come out and take care of business again, or do we see a fight from the San Antonio Spurs? Uh, if I if I play Spurs here, I'm probably looking to play them early. I don't. Okay. I, I just I have a bad taste in my mouth just knowing that you know in a game where they were down probably what, what was it like i can't remember what game it was but they were down 10 in one of those games and like four minutes left and they pulled all the starters uh i think i'm gonna i don't want to i i don't i know for a fact i don't want to lay eight points on the road with denver I don't trust Denver enough to lay eight points on the road. I think if they Denver gets the win, they get it close. But it's always that fear of the of the Spurs just pulling all the starters with like four minutes left to go and just not caring about the rest of the game. Like seeing that they're down six or down eight or anything like that instead of trying to you know battle in the game, they just they just call it and pull the starters. That's not good for you know somebody that's against the spread. So. But I'm going to still back the Spurs here, plus eight. I just don't trust this Denver Nuggets team. They have too many miscues defensively. They can let these Spurs players get really, really hot, especially at home. And you start letting, you know, the shooters on that team get hot. When you talk about a Devin Vassell, when you talk about Kelton Johnson or um, 
what's my other guy's name? Joshua Richardson. Like they have yeah. a lot of scoring on that team that can go crazy. Vassell gave them seven for 12, four for six from three, 20 points coming off the bench last time out. And then you also have Keldon Johnson, who was also able to score 25 points. So I think that, you know, you can get a lot more contribution from other people around this team other than just do like base stop is back. Doug McDermott didn't have a good game this last time. You could, I could expect him to really let it go from three at home, especially with Denver being as bad as they are defending the three-point position. I think that's actually a prop that I might be on in this game because Denver Nuggets are – where are they? Upon, oh, well, they, they've done a lot better in the last five games. Okay, so never mind. Let's, well, I still kind of like it, though, 32.5%. So they've done a lot better than what they were in the beginning of the season from opponents, three points percentage. But I think that this is a spot where Doug McDermott, that's probably somebody I'm targeting from threes just to have a bounce back game and be really good from the outside and spread the floor and really open up scoring for the Spurs team. I'll take the Spurs plus eight. I don't like it. I'm really just more fading the Denver Nuggets ability to get a stop on the road. Yeah. Again, this Spurs team, look, they've, it's, it's, Look, we know it's obvious that they're in the Victor sweepstakes, right? We know that like the the, the talent outside of Kelvin Johnson and Devin Vassell is not there, right? And for the Denver Nuggets, like for me, like they just come out and take care of business against, you know, bad teams. And it, it's it, you look at their, you know, their their record so far this season. They are 6 and 3, but you know, they had that loss to the Lakers. Okay, fine. But they came out and took care of business in the final game against the Thunder. They took care of business against San Antonio Spurs. I just think that there's just too many scoring options for the San Antonio Spurs. Or, sorry, for the Denver Nuggets, especially when you talk about the Joker. You talk about uh, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter mm-hmm. Jr., Aaron Gordon. Um, even uh, KCP has looked good for this team as well. Even off the bench, Bones Highland, he came back from that injury. Um, mm-hmm. and he's not on the injury report here tonight. So I just feel like this is just a class difference between these two teams right now. I still think that Denver comes uh, – eventually they pull away. Maybe you're right that Spurs come out and put out the effort in the first half. But then maybe you know the second half where just the talent for this Denver Nuggets team is just outclassing um, the, the San Antonio Spurs and the, their lack of ability to maybe keep up with the scoring of the mm-hmm. San Antonio Spurs. Because like that last game on Saturday night – San Antonio put up 126 points uh, in that game, right? And I yeah. think that's back-to-back games where they've had 120-plus points at the Denver Nuggets. So I'll, I'm going to be chalky here. I'll be a little square. I'll lay the points here with the San Antonio. Sorry, with the uh, – We were agreeing too much anyway. Yeah. Um, thoughts on the total here, Terrell, 234. It seems a little bit high here uh, with these two teams where it just ended at uh, 207. But maybe the Spurs score a little bit more points. Yeah, 227. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think this. I think the Spurs hold up their end of the bargain in scoring in this one, especially at home and in the immediate rematch and just fading this Nuggets team. But I just don't think is a really good defensive team, especially on the road. And, you know, sitting here when I and I kind of want to go back and look at it. But, you know, last five games, yeah, they played the Spurs. They played the Thunder where, you know, all right, like they can score sometimes. But uh, 121 to the Lakers on the road, they gave up. What 135 on the road to the Trailblazers, 123 in a win against the Warriors, like 123 on the road to the Jazz. This team gives up a lot of points on the road, a lot of points on the road. The Thunder being the long game where they didn't let somebody score 120 plus points. So, yeah, 
I'll, I'll go ahead and take a over here. I think that they're going to open up scoring. And if the Thunder get to 118, I like, even though that would kill, you know, the Spurs, not the Thunder, but the Spurs, if the Spurs get to 110 or get to around 118 or something like that, then I like the Nuggets' chances to be up there in scoring as well, even if they get a win that the over can come in. I think if you like Spurs, stat, you probably want to take their team total over. Yeah. Because I don't think that they'll be able to hold the Denver Nuggets defensively um, in this game. So uh, let's see. Um, so you're on the Spurs here. I'm on the Denver Nuggets. Um, you went about two. Right. So it should be somewhere around 110. And that, that sounds about right. Let me go look and see what the book actually has it at. If Winbet has it up here. Uh, I see. Yeah, 113 and a half. 113 and a half. All right. I mean, it's a little bit higher than I would have liked it, but I – I feel like I have to play it. They just, they've averaged more than 120 to majority of the teams they played on the road. Again, just to say it again, Thunder 110, Lakers 121, go and play the Trailblazers 135, Warriors 123. Like they, they've given this up. So yeah, I'll take a team total over for the Spurs. I like that. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. Big, big schedule. We've already got an hour 10 here, but hey, we're going to handicap all these games for you guys. Uh, let's get over to the next game here, Terrell. We have the uh, – let's go over to the Brooklyn Nets. Let's say in Texas. Uh, Brooklyn Nets in Dallas tonight to take on the Dallas Mavericks. I'm currently seeing the Mavericks are a six-point road – sorry, home favorite here. Six-point home favorite for the Dallas Mavericks Total is sitting at 216 and a half in this game. Let's check the injury report for both of these teams. Kessler Edwards is out. We know about the Kyrie suspension. I did see a note come across that Ben Simmons will play tonight, but in a limited capacity of only 20 minutes uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. For the Dallas Mavericks, pretty clean injury report. Uh, Davis Bertans continues to recover from his right knee injury, and Frank Nilakina is also uh, out here tonight for the Dallas Mavericks. We did see the Brooklyn Nets win that uh, first game without Kyrie Irving in blowout fashion, but they kind of ran out of, uh, I think, gas in that second game uh, where they were without uh, Kyrie Irving. But Dallas comes in as the most offensive efficient team so far this season. Uh, What are you thinking about this game as the Dallas Mavericks are a six-point home favorite hosting the Brooklyn Nets here, uh, Terrell? Man, I just don't know how I can take Brooklyn. Like, I just I don't – I don't know how I can take Brooklyn right now. Like, and I'm I'm over here scouring. I'm looking for anything, anything that can tell me that I should not be laying six and a half with Dallas right here. But I just can't find it. Like, even when I'm sitting here and I'm looking for bench scoring, and I'm like, okay, maybe they have a bunch of players coming off the bench for the Brooklyn Nets. But Dallas Mavericks, 41.6 points per game from the bench. That's fourth best in the NBA. You look at the Brooklyn Nets, you got to come all the way down to 28, 28.1 points per game coming off that bench. So you're going to be relying on that offensive scoring from the starting unit a lot, and you just lost Kyrie Irving. Like, that's that's tough. That is hard yeah. to overcome. That is absolutely Really, really hard to overcome. And Kevin Kevin Durant, while he is a talent, while he is one of the best players in the league, I don't think he can do it by himself. Yeah. And then you bring Ben Simmons back into the fold, and we know how Ben is when he when we talk about scoring the basketball. Hopefully he can get other people going in that offense. But I just think the Mavericks have too much at, at this juncture right now and what they're able to do on the offensive side of the ball. Now, defensive side of the ball, it, it, it could, you know, 
there's more that you would like to see. You would like to see a lot more from them on that side of ball, especially at what they were doing last year and being one of the top teams defensively, they're all the way down to 19th in terms of defensive rating. Yeah. And, uh, and over the past five games and Brooklyn actually come a lot up, come up in defensive rating in the past five games, but yeah. down to 19th for that, that team for the uh, D- Dallas Mavericks. Dallas. Yeah. I'm, I, I want to not lay this big number. I do not want to lay six and a half with the Mavericks right now, just because I know defensively they can give up a lot of points, but it's just not much that's just leaning me to the other side. And maybe this is a very chalky play and just saying, take the Mavericks minus six and a half, but it could also be still some Nets truthers out there that are saying that the Nets and Kevin Durant are still a really, really good team. And a lot of people on the Nets, I, I just can't do it. Give me Dallas. The question for me, Terrell, and I misspoke, I'm sorry, that the Brooklyn Nets did beat the Charlotte Hornets uh, the other night, so they're 2-0 right now without Kyrie Irving. But uh, um, the question for me becomes, you mentioned it, I think you hit the nail on the head, is that it's Kevin Durant, and then it's a question mark after him. Like, who's going to step up for this team yeah. scoring-wise? And then let's say Kevin Durant has a slow shooting night, or he's not able to get his... I don't know where the offense comes from, right? It's a lot of guys that are spot-up shooters, we talk about Rose O'Neal, Joe Harris. I know they got Seth Curry back the other night, uh, but those are all guys that are spot-up shooters, right? You don't have another body or another player on this team outside of Kevin Durant uh, without Kyrie Irving that can put the ball inside the basket. Creating his own shot is what I'm trying to say. And But you know what the crazy thing is, Munaf? Mm. They have a guy like that. His name is Ben Simmons. <laughs> oh, my God. His name is Ben Sim- Have you seen Ben Simmons when he comes off the dribble and drives to the lane? Like, he is really fucking good. There is one point where Ben Simmons was getting LeBron-like comparisons. But yeah. it's this freaking mental – like, and I, I know I'm a big mental health advocate, and I don't want to get on anybody, like, mentally. But mentally, he's just not there where he believes yeah. that he can go be the force that he can inside the paint. If I knew that I was getting Ben Simmons from, like, two, three years ago, I would be feel perfectly fine because, wow, no, he can't shoot. He can't shoot worth shit. But the fact that I know that he can drive to the basket, he can, he'll be aggressive and he'll get to the rim. And whether it's getting to the foul line and missing foul shots from there and pulling somebody else out the game, because he's not going to hit the foul shots. So whether it's getting to the line and, and forcing somebody to come out the game or whether it's getting to the rim and actually scoring the basketball, like he can do that, but he just is it, mentally is just not there for him. And so I don't know. I have no idea where the rest of the scoring is going to come from. Yeah. No idea. Yeah, and again, it's not even about like jump shots. It's about him not. He's like passing up like layups and dunks. Like you've we've seen it multiple times already this season through the. But it's not even played. just passing up. Like he has the talent and the ability to create for himself. Yeah, where they're playing off of him because this is what Ben used to do. They would play off of him because they knew he couldn't shoot the three. They would play off of him and they would be playing him when he's at the top of the key from the free throw line. And so now you're getting a Ben Simmons who is what. Let me, let me how, how how much does this man weigh? I'm I'm getting pissed off <laughs> thinking about it because he's just he's not as bad as as he makes it seems. Like he's really not that bad. It's just mentally 6'11, 240 pounds, and he's and he's coming from the top of the three, uh top of the key, running straight at you, running straight at you, full head of steam. He's getting to the rim. He just won't do it. Yeah. And there's going to be one day that Ben Simmons has like a 20-point game and everybody's going to be like, what the fuck happened? It's going to be because he just decided to wake up and do something offensively. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, I'm sorry. Back to the Mavericks (laughs) minus six and a half. Like, I just can't trust anybody else to score. I think it may be a point where, like, 
Jock Vaughn says that, hey, Kevin Durant, I want you to sit out tonight when where Ben Simmons is playing and Ben Simmons is forced to like score the basketball. Right. Maybe that would maybe gets him out of this funk or whatever, you know, whatever you know he's dealing with. But look, you're right. He has a talent there. There's no question about that. We saw that after the whole debacle happened in, you know, Philly after that playoff loss. But look, it is what it is, man. Hopefully he's able to get back to the player that he once was. But um, at this point, you just kind of just want to see him on the court and just play basketball. I think that's what it is right now. I fuck Ben Simmons for not hitting this three point. <laughs> uh, thoughts on the total here, Terrell? Two sixteen and a half. Yeah, two sixteen. Um. Uh. I think I want to go over, and I just yeah. kind of go back to that late night game between Dallas and Pelicans, where Dallas just kind of really. Let the Pelicans get whatever they wanted. And I think mm-hmm. that this Nets team, while I don't think that they have a lot of creators or guys, but I think I do think that people are gonna get to their spot. And you know, while it's not gonna be that big other game like Kyrie will give you another 30 along with Kevin Durant, I don't think it's gonna be another game like that. But I think it's gonna be a bunch of, you know, eight, nine, tens coming around, and they're just gonna keep playing how they played against the Hornets and how they played against the Wizards, where it's just, hey, everybody else is gonna we're not gonna trust just one guy to take that Kyrie workload. Everybody else is gonna contribute. Everybody else is gonna have something to add scoring wise and be able to put the ball in the basket. So I'm gonna go over with that. But yeah, I I I really do want to go uh nets in this spot because this is a rematch from earlier in the season. But I, I just can't trust that Nets team right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, like at least over the last five games, Brooklyn has been better defensively. I think this number is spot on. I don't want to mess with the total. I don't have a lean either way uh, for this game. Dallas has dropped down to number 19 defensive uh, rating-wise over the last five games. But again, for me, it's going to feel like, again, Kevin Durant gets his. Who's going to be that guy that steps up? And it might be a game where we see a, a final score like they saw in the Charlotte game where it was like a 98-94 uh, type of game. But, you yeah. know, we'll see what happens in this game with Ben Simmons back on the floor. All right. Um, three games left here on the schedule. Let's go to uh, the West Coast now. We got the Sacramento Kings in uh, the Bay Area to take on the Golden State Warriors. Currently seeing this line as minus 7.5 for the Golden State Warriors. Total is sitting at 234 in this game. Look at the injury report for both of these teams. Golden State, uh, everybody is a go. I know a lot of the guys sat on in their last game. Dante DiVincenzo and Andre Iguodala continue to be out for the Golden State Warriors. Sacramento, I do not see their injury uh, report listed here. Let me refresh this, but... I think everybody should be a go. They saw uh, the return of De'Aaron Fox uh, for the Sacramento Kings, as I talked, as we talked about uh, at the beginning of the show in that Orlando Magic game. But uh, yeah, it seems like everybody is a go for this uh, Sacramento Kings team. Rest uh, advantage here for the Golden State Warriors as the Stars sat in their last game here. Terrell uh, Warriors been struggling on the road. There's no secret about that so far this season. But at home. They are uh, three and one where all three of their wins have come at home. Uh, They are 0 and six on the road, but they are in the Bay area. They're in chase center here tonight, hosting the Sacramento Kings. Mike Brown returns against his former team um, as the assistant head coach should be getting his ring here tonight. Uh, But Terrell seven and a half here for the Warriors. What are you thinking? Uh, Man, I, I I really feel hard pressed to fade the Warriors with rest here. Yeah. And this is like I, the get right spot for them. Yeah, this right. is like the get right spot of all get right spots. And I know Sacramento's 
you know, they're back on the West Coast, but you, you still got another game till you get back at home. This was a pretty, pretty good road trip to the East Coast, getting two wins against the Hornets and against the Magic. Like it's pretty, you know, like what you would have wanted wanted from that trip. And so, it just feels like this is the get right spot. It really does. It, and I'm kind of curious why this total has dropped because it looks like it opened up at ten and a half, and now it's down to eight. And maybe it's because Sacramento got that win. And maybe this is just like recency bias because Sacramento got that last second win against the um, Magic. But I expect a lot of points. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Warriors have been really bad defensively. Maybe this is a get right for them defensively. But I just think that this is when the Warriors offensively, they show they flex their muscles. Whether the Kings keep up or not, I'm not 100% certain. So while I do like the over, I think the better bet for me total-wise is the Warriors team total over, and I'll just yeah. go ahead and take it. Very chalky play with them laying 7.5, but I'll go ahead and take it. I think the Warriors put up a bunch of points tonight against this team, Kings team that struggled defensively. And the Warriors have, you know, a game, like have a pretty solid game here against the Kings and able to just right the ship after going over on that trip. Like they didn't win a single game on that road trip. So this is going to be the one where they flex their muscles for real. I think that second half is when they explode. Give me the Warriors minus seven and a half, minus eight, whatever you get. at, I like it. Yeah. And the losses so far this season for the Sacramento Kings, they've given up, they give 110 to the Miami Heat, 125 to the uh memphis grizzlies these two teams matched up earlier this season where they gave up 130 to the golden state warriors uh they gave up 111 to the clippers and they gave up 115 to the trailblazers so yeah that was gonna be my favorite play as well uh in this game was the warriors team total uh the starters haven't played since november 3rd uh mm-hmm. which was all the way back on what is that friday uh for the uh golden state warriors so i think that they'll be able to you know they have the rest advantage think they they're back at home where they have all three of their victories there sacramento defensively has just not been very good so far this season uh they are defensive efficiency wise number 23 in the entire league so i think i like warriors early i like warriors often and again that full game team total is probably one of my favorite plays here tonight as well even though it is a big number they did put up 130 in an earlier match of the season between these two teams um anything else for this game terrell uh no no i'm ready all right let's get over to the second to last game of the night the penultimate game as malcolm likes to say it's going to be the los angeles lakers against the utah jazz uh currently seeing the jazz are a five point home favorite here total sitting at 229 and a half money line plus 165 for the uh la lakers and minus 200 for the utah jazz jazz did play last night against the la clippers in la now they're traveling back home to utah to take on the second la team here uh looking at the injury report for both of these teams don't have one yet submitted for either of these squads uh number one with the jazz playing last night they get that extra time but i'm surprised i haven't seen uh the lakers put up their injury report yet but i'm pretty sure that lebron will be on there as probable anthony davis on there as probable as well mm-hmm. um but we'll 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 see when that official injury report let me see the updated one yeah nothing yet but terrell huh. who would have thought that the jazz would be a five-point favorite against the lakers this uh early in the season look jazz have looked great uh so far this season lakers not so much five point road underdog here for the lakers man what do you think about this game uh well so it's not the immediate rematch they both of them had a game in between this one but 
They just played 130-116 where the Lakers got actually buried at home. I think this is just going back to what our, you know, pro- I, don't, I don't even know what the word I'm trying to say is. What our evaluation of the Jazz has been in the early part of the season, and it's that we like them as dogs. We like we love them as large dogs, but we like them as dogs, and we fade them as favorites. And for the most part, I think we've been doing pretty all right, aside from a Houston Rockets game where that was an immediate back-to-back. So not really like too, you know, fixated on that. It was immediate back-to-back where they were such a large favorite against the Rockets. But yeah, I think that we, we, we're we doing pretty well. Let's go ahead and continue to fade the Jazz as a rather large favorite of five points. I think the Lakers have looked better since Russ come off the bench. And Russ has looked a lot better. Like Russ has not been a problem over the past couple of games. And so now it's just they're still working through some of the things they're still working through the rotation, still working through, you know, who's going to take what shot, when, at what point in the game and all that. I think there's still a lot of opportunities. So yeah, I'm, I'm on the Lakers here. I think I'll take the Lakers plus five. It's just a little bit too many points. And for a game that they just played recently, I like, I think that the Lakers can bounce back and get a win here. Yeah. I'm trying to look up uh, what Utah has done in back-to-back situations so far this season, if they have been in that situation, but uh yeah, I, I'm leaning with the Lakers here as well. Um, oh wait, this is a bat to bat for Utah. It is yeah. bat to bat for Utah because play. Why, are, why is Utah laying five points? Lake, well, the Lakers are on a bat to bat too, but like Lakers played yesterday. Yeah, they played uh the early morning. They played this. Oh yeah, Cavs. yeah, they played the Cavs. Yeah, yeah they yeah. played the Cavs early morning, which is like you know it's a bat to bat, but because it's the early morning game, you have more. It, it's basically by the time this game tips off, they would have had 24 hours of rest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. Yeah, no, here. I'm on the I'm I'm on the Lakers here. I'll take the Lakers. Okay. Both team, and this goes into the back to back road teams early in the season. Just mm-hmm. have a better win percentage over the past uh, decade or so. So yeah, I'll I'll back the Lakers here. I think this is a Lakers first back to back all season, if I'm not mistaken, because I don't see them on this list of back to back trends. Yeah, this is our first back-to-back. So Utah, uh, so far this season, this is going to be the third back-to-back. They're one and one against the spread uh, in the in the back-to-back situation here so far. But I get why they are a five-point favorite here, right? Lakers have been atrocious this season. There's no doubt about it. And Utah Jazz have been the most surprising team so far this season when people thought that, hey, they would be right up there with or right down there with the Rockets and the, and mm-hmm. the Jazz and the Pacers and that Victor and the Spurs and that Victor win Benyama uh, sweepstakes, but look, they're eight and three so far this season. They got the victory against the Clippers last night. Um, but I think that going back home here against the Lakers, yeah, kind of a red, red spot here for the uh, Lakers. I'll go ahead and, and go with the Lakers with you as well. Uh, thoughts on the total here, Terrell. We saw a, a high scoring game between these two teams uh, in their earlier matchup. Do you think it's right back uh, as a high scoring affair here at 229 and a half? I think I'll take the under this one okay. and just, I mean, as bad as the Lakers have been over the course of this season, 130 is a, is pretty much an anomaly for them. Like they don't really, they let the Warriors get to 123, but they don't let nobody get that high in scoring on them. Like that was, that was just everything went wrong for them. And they just kind of also punted the game towards the end. Didn't really, you know, they, they set starters in there and they let that total climb up. I think this is a good spot to come back in and back them on an under. 
and just saying that the Lakers are going to be a lot more locked in defensively in this game than what they were at first game. They 130 does not happen too often to the Lakers. I don't think it happens again in this one or anything close. Yeah, Jazz have been a team that have kind of trended towards at least first half overs. Um, same thing with the Lakers. They they come out playing well. And I think the pace, especially the, the second half scoring for the Lakers hasn't been there this season. So if you do want to play over in this game, probably look at the first half in this game mm-hmm. because we probably do see some tired legs before both of these teams, in fact, uh, since they are both on a back-to-back here. So, uh, uh, yeah, I would, lay, that's, I would look at the total for this game. Um, anything else for this game, Terrell, before we get to the last game of the night? No, let's get out of here. We've been talking to him for so long. Yeah. All right. Last game of the night. Uh, it's going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers in L.A. to take on the Clippers. Not a travel situation for the uh, Cavaliers since they were in L.A. last night or uh, yesterday in the afternoon to take on the uh, Lakers. Currently seeing the Clippers. Sorry, Clippers. The Cl- Cavaliers are a four-point favorite here on the road. Total sitting at 213.5, minus 175 on the money line for the Cavs plus 145 for the L.A. Clippers. Talked a lot about this uh, team total for the L.A. Clippers, uh, 10-0 to the under so far this season. They are on a back-to-back, so not sure if Paul George is going to be out there. We know Kawhi Leonard is going to be missing a few more games, and they don't have a timetable for his return yet. Uh, And the Cavs come into this game as one of the better defensive teams so far this season. In fact, over the last five games, they are number two right behind the Milwaukee Bucks as far as defense goes. Uh, but Terrell, what do you think about this game here? The Cavs laying four points against the uh, L.A. Clippers. Yeah, I mean, is there is there really anything to talk about? This Cavs team total, not Cavs, but this Clippers team total under has just been an auto bet for the past few games, like for the past few games. And like we said, we talked about it earlier. They are, what is it? 10 and 0. Yeah, 10 and 0 to the team total under. So yeah. This one, you're going to get some you're going to get some run for your money, but it's for good reason. This team total is set now at 104.5 for the Clippers and it's because like you said, this Cavs team really good defensive team. You have two really good defensive teams in this matchup. And I think that that's going to give the Clippers some issues saying how the Clippers one already don't score in the paint a lot and now they got to deal with Evan Mobley and uh jared allen in there guarding and defending them there but i also feel like that you also have um the inability of the clippers to get out in in transition because if there's anything anything that is a hindrance to the Cavs and what they're able to do defensive wise is getting out transition they're one of the worst teams in the league in opponents fast break points and it's because that's not the style of offense that they want to run like they don't want to run with teams they want to play out the half court defend out the half court get their offense out the half court and so the clippers i feel like that they're going to have to make the transition that if they want to do something in this game they're going to have to run but i don't think that that's what they're going to do i don't think that's what they want to do as a team i don't think that's how they play as a team and so it'll be up and maybe that's a second half adjustment that you'll see from Ty Lue and how Ty Lue plays this game. He Maybe he starts with a slower pace in the first half and speeds it up in the second half, seeing that they can kind of get stuff in transition on this Cavs team. I'm still taking a Cavs minus four here. I'm not really, you know, I'm still back again, another 
back-to-back road ATS team. It's not a dog, so it's a little bit concerning there. But I'll take the Cavs minus the four here. I just don't think this Clippers team is that good. I think they're going to have issues scoring the basketball. Maybe I'll look for something live. So if it looks like that the Clippers are starting to try to run and transition a little bit and get some easy buckets behind the Cavs, I may look for something live. But I'm sticking with Cleveland here. Yeah, I'm going with Cleveland here as well. Um, I'm anticipating that Paul George probably doesn't go here tonight. But again, just what you guys have been telling you and Scott have been talking about is that this Clipper team just can't score. And the trends are backing that up. They're nine and one to the under so far this season. The under is four and zero in Clippers game so far this season. Cavs coming in as the second best defensive team over the last five games. Like I mentioned right behind the Milwaukee bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll lay the four points with the Cavs. I like the under, and even though this number is at 104 and a half for the Clippers, I think you still got to keep on taking it, especially with a really good defensive team coming in uh, with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and Utah. They were one of the teams I do like to play with pace and and, and kind of get up and down the floor. And for the Cavaliers, not or sorry, for the Clippers, not really to take advantage of that last night or not even be able to put up points in a, a faster-paced game, which I've anticipated. They haven't been able to do that. Again, in pace – Cavs, number 23, Clippers, number 24. So mm-hmm. I like the under in this game, and I'll lay, uh, lay the points here with the Cleveland Cavaliers minus four. Again, make sure to check the injury report uh, for both of these teams. Maybe you see Donovan Mitchell or Darius Collins sit out in this game uh, because both those guys were officially questionable as, as of yesterday uh, in that game, but they both did play. But maybe in a back-to-back situation, maybe one of those two guys do sit out here tonight. Uh, anything else for this game, Terrell, before we get into uh, lock and dog? Uh, no, I, I think I'm on, um, just look for a lot of jump shooting from the Clippers today and expect them to shoot a lot of mid range jump shots, nothing inside the paint. I don't expect them to, to, you know, step out from three to too much. Cause that's really not a specialty of theirs. Expect a lot of mid range jump shots. So, you know, possibly your Paul George could have a really good game here. You know, how being how good he is from the mid range, but I'm just expecting to see a lot of mid range jump shots here. All right. All right, before we get into our lock and dog for the night, let me tell you guys about the SGPN merch store. Get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. If you have that degen in your life, you need to check out our merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the degen in your life. And look, they just, uh, or we just dropped a Christmas sweater. That looks pretty awesome. Look, if you're going to have those Christmas parties, you're going to have those you know, ugly sweater parties, and you're a true D-Gen, you need to check out this uh, Christmas sweater that was, was just dropped on the SGPN merch. Or it looks really nice. And right now, from now up until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use promo code DALLASSUCKS. That's promo code DALLASSUCKS to get 10% off uh, up until Thanksgiving to get uh, over on the merch store. So get your Christmas shopping done for that true degen in your life. A lot of great stuff. Like I mentioned, that Christmas sweater, it looks fire right now. And you probably want to get that if you're going to have Christmas, uh, ugly Christmas sweater parties uh, with your family or friends. So make sure to check it out. Use that promo code Dallas sucks to get 10% off of your total uh, uh, over on the merch store today. All right, Terrell, let's get into our lock and dog for the night. I will lead it off here. I'll start with my lock. Um, Let's go with – I'm going to go with the Chicago Bulls here tonight, minus the three in that uh, back-to-back home-and-home series. You get Zach Levine back here tonight, fresh legs for him. I think he's going to come out and look good. DeMar DeRozan won't see those double teams here tonight, especially with Zach Levine back on the floor. 
I expect uh, uh, Nikola Vucevic to dominate on the boards as he did again. Don't expect AC to put up an 11-11 double-double again, but hopefully he can shoot the ball better and just provide some uh, support to DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. So I'm going to take minus three for the Chicago Bulls as my uh, lock of the night. Uh, for my dog here, mm, I am not picking the Lakers because I'm very tempted to. Uh, but I will go – I'm going to go with a small little puppy dog here. Uh, let's go with the mm, – I'm going to go with the Wizards. Let's go Wizards plus 120 on the money line here against the Charlotte Hornets. A lot of injuries right now for the Charlotte Hornets. No LaMelo, no Gordon Hayward, no Cody Martin. Significant uh, hurt to their depth. We saw the Brooklyn Nets go in there, take care of business against them. I think that the Wizards had enough talent for them to go in there in Charlotte to take care of business with KP. Hopefully Bradley Beal is able to go, but Denny Avdia, Rui Yachimura, Daniel Gafford. I think you should have a big here, uh, night here tonight. Kyle Kuzma didn't mention his name, so I think the Wizards go into Charlotte and take care of business here tonight as my uh, dog. So lock, Bulls minus three, and dog, Washington Wizards plus 120 here, Terrell. What do you got? All right, for my lock, let's go with Phoenix Suns minus two. I just – I know it's their first time over to the East Coast, but they just kind of dominate this 76ers team. And I know no Cam Johnson in this one. It's, you're hurting for depth a little bit, but I trust the top heaviness of this Suns team versus what those 76ers are putting out right now. I'll take the Suns minus two for a dog. It's uh, a lot of options on the board today. Let's go. I mean, they've won the last two against them, and they're playing them again. But I am torn. Let's take. Yeah, let's take a home dog. All right, let's go with the Atlanta Hawks. One plus one forty-five on the money line. I think they can. Uh, give the Bucks their first loss in a, a team that they always kind of play rather tough. And now they're getting this one at home and a chance to get a rematch for earlier in the season. I'll take the Atlanta Hawks. I feel like we need to give a bonus lock. It's 15 games on the slate. All right. You want to yes. All right. Bonus lock. Let's, go for it. Let's go bonus. Let's bonus lock up the um, – I'm not going to lock up the team total for the Clippers because we know we're all betting that. Uh, let's, let's go with – let's go with – Houston, do I want to go with Houston plus five? I feel pretty confident in, in that. Yeah. What about Magic first at quarter? Oh, yeah, that Magic first quarter play is absolutely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, no, of course. Yeah, let's go with it. I forgot about that. Yeah, that Magic first quarter minus one and a half. That'll be my bonus lock. All right. Uh, my bonus lock, I'll go with the over in the Boston and the Memphis game here tonight, 231 and a half. Uh, I think we'll see a lot of back and forth uh, with these points being put up. Hopefully, John Moran and all those guys are out there to play here uh, tonight. I know uh, Memphis is on a back-to-back, but it's a home back, um, home back, home and home back-to-back for them. But uh, I think that we'll see plenty of points being uh, put up in that game. Uh, again, like I men- mentioned, Memphis has been struggling uh, on the defensive end of the basketball. Boston, we know they can put the ball in the basket, and so can Memphis. So over 231.5 as my bonus log. Uh, for this 15-game schedule here yes. at Terrell. Let's uh, go. 15, 15 NBA games, 130-something college basketball games. Like, come on. Hoops is hoops never stop. We went all the way from the WNBA season, and now we're here NBA season. Now college basketball is kicking off. We got college ba- – everything. Like, hoops 24-7. Hoops is 24-7. I'm trying to tell you, people. Come on. Let's go. Let's go, yeah. Moon off. 
Yeah, big game or big schedule tonight. I know NBA is off tomorrow, but hey, like Terrell mentioned, college basketball officially has already tipped off. I know Baylor was in action at 11 o'clock, uh, but games all day, like Terrell mentioned, 130 plus games here tonight, I think, in the college basketball ranks. I don't know how so I'm going to watch college, all these games. Yeah, if you're a college fan, make sure to check out the college basketball experience. Mac Maction is back Tuesday, Wednesday, tonight. Check out the guys on the college football experience. I know Terrell is a big part of both the basketball and the college football experience here, so definitely check them out. They've been crushing it all season long. NBA pod will be back on Wednesday since there are no games tomorrow. Um, make sure to follow our Twitter account at SGPNNBA. Make sure to follow Terrell on Twitter at reallywell underscore underscore. Follow me on Twitter at sportsnerd824. Till then, good luck with your picks. Let's get this week started off with a bang. Good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Ba-da-ba-da-da.